On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Chelsea Neiman Naseeb, the founder of Tappan Collective, the team bringing emerging art to the common conversation. Listen in as we dive into Tappan's beginnings, unpack their mission statement, and discuss five ways people can continue to discover new art and artists. Welcome to Sessions by Matt Black, a podcast by and for the creative class focused on digging into the things that make brands and campaigns go from good to great. I am really excited to be here today with Chelsea Neiman Nasib, who is the founder of Tappan Collective, um, a really incredible art site, consultancy, gallery. You guys kind of have a lot of things in your repertoire at this point. But Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yay. Um, so in traditional sessions fashion, we always started out with a couple of, you know, quick fire cues. Um, do you have a victory song? Oh, um, I don't, can't think of a victory song, but we do have a bubble gun in the office that we use whenever we're celebrating. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really brings out like the child in us all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you, are you a morning worm or a night owl? Um, it's my life goal to be a better morning person. Um, I've been doing, obviously, in all of the reading that we're always doing, they're always saying how um, productive the morning can be. So I, I am trying my best. That's amazing. Are you setting an alarm and getting up at a certain time? Or are you kind of letting it ebb and flow? That's actually um, in a year ago, one of my New Year's resolutions was to be nicer to myself. And so I stopped setting an alarm. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, that jolts you out of your sleep. And when you set the intention to wake up at a certain time, your body clock it happens to do it. it. It works. It works. Yeah. Um, and a couple, I mean, and now I have a daughter who wakes, <laughs> wakes you up. <laughs> I don't need an alarm. <laughs> I, I hear you. I have, um, I have a toddler as well. Oh, so okay. um, that, that is my wake up call every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's, what's a pet peeve that you have? Um, I have a truly visceral reaction to hearing people chew or eat, unfortunately. I get that. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to like <laughs> in that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's something, I, you know, yeah, I wish yeah. it didn't bother me the way that it does. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'd love to dive in. And first and foremost, um, I really, you know, I want to hear your story. I want to know how Tappan Collective came to be. Um, you've been doing this now for how many years? It'll be six years in June, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, tell me about you. Tell me, tell me about how this, you got into sure. the art world and, and your kind of path to tap in. Sure. Sure. So, um, I always wanted to be an artist that was, 
That was kind of my thing. Um, it was my high school hustle in high school. I was selling my own paintings and, um, I went to undergrad and got my, uh, my BFA bachelor in fine arts with a focus in painting. And when I graduated, um, school, I, you know, I went and pursued a full-time career in the arts. Um, but after graduating and, um, putting on a few shows or selling some of my own work, um, I realized that there was a, a gaping hole in the traditional world for emerging artists. Um, there's a lack of support. It's, it's a really unsustainable path. Um, so in 2012 with my co-founder Jordan Klein, we put together the Tappan collective as a proof of concept. Um, so we wanted to see if people were interested in buying art online. Um, we felt like there were a lot of emerging artists around us who were making really incredible work, but, um, didn't have the, didn't have the platforms or the opportunities to sell to a wider audience. Um, and at the same time, we, we found tons of collectors or, you know, people who wanted to buy artwork who were stuck with limited options. So you either were buying the horse or the, um, Audrey Hepburn from the gallery, or you had to have a relationship with the gallery and, um, you know, be confident enough to venture into that, into that world. Um, so also in 2010 and 11, when we were concepting this art hadn't gone online, it was one of those, um, industries that was the last to, uh, adapt to, you know, the, the new landscape of the, that was the internet. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we recognize the importance of, um, e-commerce in the evolving digital landscape and, um, and you know, we just, we tried as a proof of concept, will people buy artwork online, um, and introducing emerging artists to collectors at this, um, more affordable price point. So quality at a more reasonable price point and, and it's stuck. And so here we are about five and some years later. Yeah. And at the time, you know, I mean, you kind of referenced the, the kind of, you know, embarking into selling uh, art online and, and, you know, kind of questioning the, the strength in that. I mean, at, at that time, was it really, to your point, just kind of these, you know, mass dot coms that were selling, you know, kind of like, easily, yeah, yeah, posters, essentially, in, in yeah. frames. Yes, yes. So it was only, I mean, there was art.com, there was like all posters.com. Um, th there was Saatchi, which is a marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, but beyond that, the more traditional galleries who were really invested in their artists and, you know, in the art world, they weren't embracing the internet the same way. Interesting. And, yeah. and so, you know, you launch the brand, you, you launch the site, how is it received? Oh, 
so well. It was so exciting. It was such a fun time. Um, we had a huge opening party um, in downtown LA. And we, I mean, Uber was just starting. So we um, collaborated with Uber and, you know, got free rides to the, everybody free rides to the opening. So there were like 600 plus people there. And uh, yeah, and um, everybody was so excited. The artists were so excited. I remember that night somebody saying, oh my God, thank you for bringing some of you know, New York to LA, this is so exciting. <laughs> um, and, and I think what they were responding to was um, having Tappan be an approachable place to come and see art and um, without it being as, as stuffy or, you know, a little bit more of what they were used to here. Totally. So I feel like that's a really interesting segue um, to your mission, which is to reinvent the art buying experience and bring art back into the common conversation, which I really love your use of the word common because it feels like it's creating something that can be relatable and accessible, which, you know, to your point, isn't necessarily always how the art world is perceived. Um, I'd love to kind of hear about you know, what you kind of aim to achieve with a mission statement like that. And also, you know, how that's kind of led the the brand, the company as a whole to kind of diversify in all the different, you know, assets and ways that you guys do today. Sure. Yeah. I think people want to be involved in art, um, but they often feel like they don't have the language or know enough. And we want to break that barrier to entry. Um, so you don't need to know art history terms or, um, to, you know, or what chiaroscuro means to appreciate the work. Right. Um, and we feel like art and science used to be the, the pillars of conversation and society and, you know, what, um, that common or important conversations were had through art. Um, and today that's, that doesn't happen to be the case that today it feels like you have to really know what you're talking about, or you have to be, you have, you have to have a degree in art history to, um, even go and appreciate or be part of the conversation to understand the art. And, and that's something that, um, we, you know, that's a goal of mine that we really want to change the relationship between collectors, artists, and their work. Um, in the traditional art world, there isn't a lot of transparency and it can be quite difficult for new collectors to get involved. And we feel strongly that everyone should have fair access to art. Um, so the way that we do that, um, is, highlighting the artists on our site as much as we do the work itself. Um, so if you go on to Tappan and you, you know, go into this, find an artwork that you like and you go and explore that artists, you, you can find studio visits, Q and A's, um, where you get some insight into that artist's work and that artist's practice. 
and that hopefully opens up a little bit of um, the conversation and understanding of the work um, in a way that's that's very human and um, uh, you know easy to digest I would say Um, the initial curated online platform has expanded to incorporate um, not only the studio visits um, but physical exhibitions brand partnerships and also ongoing artisan residencies so most recently we had an exchange between um, Andrew Steiger and uh, in L- who's in LA and Martina and Tessero who are in Paris switch um, studios and we documented that um, that journey of how their work evolved and changed and was inspired by the by the the city or the landscape that they were in and wow. I thought, yeah and, and that's a very real and I think we've all experienced the way that we're, we are inspired when we travel um, and that it's not something that is so etheric or difficult to understand that that artists, they, they create because for them it's easier than using their words. Um, if, you know, so, so they are just expressing emotions and thoughts and um that we all have but it through a different medium i would say mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I think creating a concise edit of the leading emerging art um for for the collectors um is is what we've tried to do Yeah, that's amazing. And would you say, I mean, I would assume you probably have quite an international audience today. Um, Do you find that the, the, you know, customer, the kind of community that you set out to connect with or, you know, create this kind of new, new regime, I guess, in the art world is, is truly what your community is today? International. Yeah, international and even, you know, maybe the non-conformist art consumer, <laughs> the non-traditional art consumer. Yeah, it's it's actually, um, it's something that we, I wouldn't say struggle with, but struggle with all the time is how, you know, when we're brainstorming with the team or, you know, strategizing, it's very easy to fall back on um, old ways of doing things, whether it be, you know, an art fair or whatever. And my answer is always, or what, you know, like what I always say and push is we can't say we're different and do everything the same. Right. You know, (laughs) um, as the past, we're never going to change or expand if we do everything the way that it, that it's always been done. Um, and be, and, and I say that because, to your point, our target demographic is the 95% of the population that isn't already engaged with the art world. So we, we see ourselves as um, an entry point, a funnel, a, um, a, a place where if you think that you 
don't know anything about art or you have no history um, of it, you can still come into this safe, curated space um, and anything that you're drawn to and that you like, you can feel comfortable purchasing. Yeah. Um, because it's already been vetted for you. You know, the they are artists that are pursuing a full-time career in the arts. They've gone to art school. Um, they have artistic integrity, all of, all of the things that you look for, um, when you start collecting. Yeah. That's amazing. Does that kind of answer what you were? Yeah, completely. I mean, I, I love your sentiment around (laughs) the, the typical fallback, I think in whether you're in art or otherwise happens all the time, you know, it's easy to become complacent and and kind of do things that have been done in the past because it's, it's the, most obvious choice sometimes it's, it's tough to try to, you know, kind of rethink it. Um, but I mean, down, you know, even down to your website and your website experience. I mean, it's such a beautiful hybrid of, you know, you know, shopping and content and, and also the, you know, almost like the consultancy side of your business. I mean, you're, you're literally mm-hmm. being hired. It seems like today to come in and actually curate a space, which is, yeah. I think also like a, a big challenge in, in art and, and being able to find the right art is the curation, you know, and not just mm-hmm. walking into a gallery and being like, Oh great. I'll take these, you know, six pieces. It's there's so much, there's such a dynamic element to that. Um, right. So I think that that's very, that's very cool how it's kind of Thank branched you. out. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, part of the site redesign, which we've, which we did recently, um, was to blend that experience. So almost mimicking going into the artist studio and learning about the artist and engaging with them and building a personal relationship and then choosing, the artwork that speaks to you based on learning their practice. So we we're trying to integrate that learning and that discovery with the ability to collect as opposed to keeping them separate. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'd love to dive in to the five things because I think there's some really exciting kind of nuggets in this, but you know, naturally a huge part of the DNA of tap and collective is really about discovering emerging artists and getting their work in front of, you know, a vast audience potentially like in the public eye. Um, Mm -hmm. so that sense of kind of the art of discovery, I'd love to hear, you know, what your five kind of ways or, or tactics are that people can continue to discover new art and artists, um, or ways to keep that sense of discovery, refreshed because I think it's, you know, it, it, it's so much down to like what you're immersing yourself in to really kind of discover or be discovered. So I'd love to kind of hear your point of view on that. Sure. Of course. So the first thing I would say is, um, as best as you can to build a personal connection, get to know the artist um, that your that has initially drawn your um, drawn your attention. Whether you can, if you if you can, meet them in their studio. Um, if if you can't, read about it online. Um, learning more about their practice can really change your perspective on an artist's work. Um, so so that would be the first one. I think the second one I would say is. Um, follow the artists on social media. 
it's a great tool to see the new work that they're coming out with, um, but also to learn about an artist's inspiration and practice. I really enjoy falling down the rabbit hole of um, <laughs> looking at artists on, on Instagram. So, and, and, and then when it comes to discovery, if you are, social media is such a tool, Instagram in particular, you can always check and see who your artists are following or what, whose other studios they're visiting because they're most likely to share it. And so the, um, the discovery becomes exponential. Um, the third thing I would say is to go to exhibitions. Um, you may find yourself going to a show um, intent on viewing a certain artist's work, but similar to um, in the online space, find something else that you like or talk to somebody, meet somebody who introduced you to something new. Um, if you're going to an exhibition, you are most likely to, um, to meet people with similar interests. Um, so that's always fun. I think um, the fourth thing is ask questions. Most galleries and, and tap in um, have a host of collector services available to, for you to grow your collection. Um, at Tappan, we have an expert advisory team who can arrange studio visits, introduce you to new artists, facilitate commissions, curate your space, like you were saying. But I, and I, I think um, what's important there is that the galleries are invested in helping you grow your collections or helping you discover and, and find what, you know, if you, if you have an initial interest in collecting or just understanding or getting to know artists, those gallerists, um, they will sit with you. I mean, sometimes they will, <laughs> they will um, at least engage with you to maybe help you point you in the right direction or introduce you to artists that you might want to follow. And, and so that's, that's four. And then the fifth thing um, like anything, it's just continuing to be curious. Um, acquiring new art should be rooted in passion. Um, you should love every piece in your collection. And, and while it's great to get advice from people you trust, um, you should also follow your gut. Um, I always say that you should you know, buy with your eyes and not your ears. <laughs> and that, um, you don't need a big budget to buy art. There's amazing artwork at every price. And um, if you just get started with something with a price point that you're comfortable with, um, that experience and that learning will, will go a long way. Um, and so all of a sudden you're more comfortable asking other questions and meeting with other artists and, and it kind of, um, you know, snowballs. So I guess the answer to, to number five is, is to just start. Yeah. yeah. I, you mentioned, um, new year's resolutions or, you know, uh, uh, a new year's resolution earlier. And, and yeah. one of mine from last year was to 
to buy more art or to start mm-hmm. to consider art as, you know, a part of my life, I guess, right. in, a, in a deeper way. And I think, you know, to your point there, I think the intimidation that sometimes comes with the idea of art collecting or investing in art is, is really like the price point, you know, it can be intimidating and it's not for everyone, but once you start to kind of unravel, um, to your point, even just like the Instagram rabbit hole, there's so many young artists that are, you know, just getting their start that, mm-hmm. um, are much more affordable or mm-hmm. just discovering people just from all over the country or the world that, yeah. um, are doing so many different things. It was a really, a really cool experience. And when I did actually, you know, invest in something that was a little bit more expensive. It felt to your point, it's like, there's a, there's an element of the experience in that. And like almost feeling like you're investing in an artist and in their, in their passion and their vision. And it feels really fulfilling, you know, especially if you, if you've spoken with the artist and built a relationship and now you're, you know, supporting their career, it's just, it's so fulfilling. It's, it's uh and hopefully that piece continues to inspire you yeah. now that it's in your home so it, it does it does yeah well that was amazing um so much good kind of insight in that um to kind of you know tie a bow on everything um as someone who's running you know an incredible business and has a kid <laughs> if you had one free year to learn or refine a skill set what would that skill be and why Ooh. And money is not an issue. So you don't even need to worry about money. Oh, even better. (laughs) Um, I would, I would say food and wine. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I love cooking. We love learning about new wines. So if we could dedicate a whole year to that, I mean, that would be, that would be amazing. And I, and I think the reason that I love it is as an artist, cooking is another way of creating. Mm-hmm. You get to use your hands, the colors, the flavors, and then the way that it brings people around um, is so fulfilling. So I'm one of four siblings. I have a million cousins and I'm always <laughs> used to being around a, a big, big family. And it's <laughs> it's something that I derive a lot of joy from. So I love that. I would probably do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we obviously have to let all of our listeners know where they can find you. So if you want to plug your Instagram handle or any other details about tap and collective, um, please fill us in. Sure. Sure. So, um, tappingcollective.com, um, Instagram at tapping collective. And if you'd like to follow me personally, it's Chelsea underscore N N underscore. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're very busy. Um, uh, To all of our listeners, obviously, be sure to check out the Shapeshift Report at www.shapeshiftreport.co for all the good, juicy goodness in our most recent issue. Um, And you can follow along to everything at Shapeshift Report. Chelsea, thank you so, so much. Thank you. It was such a pleasure.